Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Welcome back to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for being one of the faithful. I appreciate every one of you. There are more out there like you who are picking up what I'm throwing down or who are perhaps disagreeing with some of the things I say and doing that in a respectful way and who are willing to offer me a little course correction when necessary, the latest being Greg DeMamos. Thank you for that. I really appreciate your course correction or your consideration, the the thing that you put into my space via Facebook Messenger this morning regarding uh, consider that the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I referenced in the last episode, was actually more factual than fiction, or it was rooted in, it was uh, based on true or actual events, or it was ba- it was a it was a more realistic depiction of that type of a culture. So thanks for that. And then he sent me a video of a Geraldo Rivera, I believe, expose exposing that sort of uh, the abuse that happened in these centers. And it's interesting too because there's it after he he brought that up to me. I realized that um, there's a Netflix documentary about the Cropsey legend. Cropsey is an, an East Coast urban legend about this psycho killer named Cropsey. And there was an element of there was a, on Staten Island. There was this um, there was an institution where like if you this is in like the 60s or the 50s, maybe even before then, there was an institution where like if you had a child who was born autistic or born with like severe cerebral palsy or something, you would just basically like take your child to this place and just dump them off, dump off the genetic freak and, and just forget that that was even born into your family. Right. And, and then the people that lived in these, these places would just be horrifically abused mentally and physically and emotionally and sexually. And there was just shit and piss all over. I guess if you stepped in there, it was, it just reeked of shit and piss. It was actually called Willowbrook. And apparently there's a Netflix documentary about her, Netflix show about it. And um, so you would just basically dump your, you know, your, intellectually disabled child off there and kind of forget about it. And it looks like, according to Wikipedia here, the school was designed for 4,000, but by 1965 it had a population of 6,000. At the time, it was the biggest state-run institution for people with mental disabilities in the United States. Conditions and questionable medical practices and experiments prompted Senator Robert F. Kennedy to call it a snake pit. Public outcry led to its closure in 1987 and to a federal civil rights legislation protecting people with disabilities. So, you know, that's like a a course correction based on what I shared regarding the mental health system from last week. Now, um, from my understand, it is my understanding that as the result of these institutions being shut down that actually did lead to a massive homeless problem but in my uh in my episode last week I presented it as if it was all like shiny and great and perhaps it wasn't and that's why I always put in the that I always preface things with according to David Hawkins so that's according to David Hawkins and check out David Hawkins work again I know I'm always harping on it totally life-changing body of work. You can't read it with a skeptical mind. If you read it with a skeptical mind, it, it, it kind of ruins it. It's, it I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but there's the, the experience of 
ingesting that work, as I said before, it's just so powerful in and of itself. Um, I prefer revisiting, uh, revisiting the, some of the critiques of it from having ingested it. Cause I can pick up any one of his books and just go to any page in any one of them and have a powerful experience in a matter of seconds often. So thanks for the, thanks for, thanks for, thanks to Greg for bringing to me what you did. I always appreciate that. I always appreciate when people reach out and say, Hey man, check yourself. Uh, Ritter. I appreciate when Ritter tells me to check myself. Maybe Jimmy D's got a little course correction for me at some point. Thanks everyone for listening. You guys are the best. So we are swimming in a sea of nuance in the magic Pisces podcast doing, I'm doing my best to honor and explore all sides of issues without letting my ego get in the way, which all of our egos are prone to get in the way. So all that being said, pulled off this super gangster woo move. So Cliff High and his, check out Cliff High's woo series videos. He's got a bunch of woo videos on YouTube that he released in the last month or so. And he's just talking about economic woo and the war, woo war, this is W-O-O, woo, not like woo, W-U, like Wu-Tang Clan, woo. And so we've entered the woo world, and you can try to resist the woo world, but trying to resist the woo world is futile. And right now you've got a mainstream media uh, pushing a storyline that they're just perpetuating the the my they're perpetuating maya so maya being the hindu term for the i believe it's hindu the architect of delusion so they're just clinging to this dying paradigm and more and more people are just being like yeah you know what that's fucking all bullshit more and more liberals are waking up and just going this is all bullshit i i don't fucking believe any of it you know i venture to i venture to say that maybe even the um the uh what's his name the um George Floyd what do you mean what's his name his name is George Floyd and he was a person sorry there's my there's my little dig for the day sorry about that but yeah I venture I don't know George Floyd maybe that didn't even happen maybe that whole thing was staged I don't I don't know it's just this it's just you look at how it went down and where it went down and the way it mobilized a population to basically ignore a lot of the protocols around COVID. And from what I understand, I heard firsthand that there was a lot, uh, for the most part, there was social distancing and mask wearing at all of the protesting, but certainly not all of it. Right. But then you, so then that just furthers that furthers division. So now you've got people pointing at other people and everybody's just pointing at each other. And then what are the powers they'd be doing when everybody's busy arguing? I don't know. They're up to something, and I don't trust it. And I'm not sorry for not trusting it anymore. I get more and more people that if I post something controversial that agree with me or reach out to me and say, hey, thanks for raising that point. I have been afraid to raise that point myself for fear of being attacked. And so there are more and more people just kind of standing up and 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 calling this whole thing out. And I would not be surprised if there was an epic backlash against the media soon, because I think that the, the degree to which they are propagating untruths is just, it's just starting to be a lot more obvious. And you see a lot more people turning to 
alternative news sources, which are gaining more credibility because people are just completely losing faith in the the mainstream media. I mean, all you got to do, all you got to do is pay attention to Joe Biden for about 15 seconds to see he is not all there. He's just not all there. My energy person in Chicago believes he has Alzheimer's or is intuiting that he has Alzheimer's. And it's really, if you've ever been around someone with Alzheimer's, my grandmother had Alzheimer's. Um, it's subtle, not at first in the early stages, it's subtle, not subtle. Like once you start to notice the losing of it, it becomes very obvious very quickly. And I have a screenshot of him that I took not that long ago. And it's just looking in his eyes. He's just not all there. It doesn't mean his administration isn't effective. It's just what they're propping up this kind of weakened at Bernie's version of the presidency. It's just more than anything. It's just kind of sad. It's also terrifying. Um, I don't, I don't trust what they're up to. And again, like I've said, it's fine if you do, if you just believe all of it, but it was more than a little bit disturbing that a Facebook friend of mine who shall remain nameless posted the other day that he had 101.7 fever and every symptom on the list, including kidney and abdominal pain uh, after he got the second COVID shot, the second vaccine shot. And then I'm just watching the, the comment list and people are saying things like, I've heard it's a good sign and means that you'll be very well. Um, meaning like that, that makes it, that means it's working. And then this other person says, yeah, I got up to 104.9, a, a fever of 104.9 after my second shot, I was in bed for two days and then right as rain. This is good. This is the good news. Our bodies are responding, right? So that's 104 fever, right? So, um, there's a lot of people suggesting that this is the vaccine working and it very, very, very well could be the vaccine working. That could very well be. I want it to uh, be the vaccine working, but you've got sort of comments like, yep, my friend was in bed all day yesterday from the shot. Aches and pains, fever, the whole shebang. Feel better soon. So sorry, I had shot number one the other day and I am still feeling ill. Um, there was one particularly disturbing one about, oh yeah, oddly enough, what is it? Here we are. I generally felt okay after day three, except for my face, especially around my eyes, is super swollen. So, you know, you get shot up with that stuff that nobody really knows what it is. A lot of people are touting it as a medical miracle, and I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt there, but there's all this weird shit that happens after you get it. Like, 104.9 fever, that is the definition of an adverse effect, and nobody's reporting that. Like, are you reporting that? Apparently, there are a lot less reportings of the adverse effects. So we've got, I think that it's, these are questions that we should be able to ask. I think that these are questions that we are deserving of answers in regards to. And I don't, I mean, I, I if you came up to me and said, hey, do you want me to inject you with this thing that gave this person that you could know? If you Facebook friended him and became friends with him, uh, 104.9 fever, how, how's that sound? Or you could just take a lot of vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A, some chaga mushrooms, and they'll make you feel amazing and they won't hurt you. Which which do you choose? And you just be sensible and be careful like you try, tend to be 
uh, all the time. Well, not all the time, but you know what I'm saying. So I would choose the latter, and I think it's my right to choose the latter. And now they're talking about reopening Chicago, but you can't go into a, rest- a restaurant without your vaccine card. That's fucked up, isn't it? Because if you got the vaccine, then you should be safe from COVID. So if I have COVID and you're safe from COVID because you got the vaccine, shouldn't I be able to go into the store because you're immune from it, right? Doesn't this mean immunity? I think that's weird. And so I I don't, if I have to just do carry out for the rest of my life, every time I go to Chicago, if I have to get the pizza from Paisano's and go eat it on the curb, I will. And this is not out of political, this has nothing to do with like a stand I'm taking. It has to do with, um, I don't want that in my body, whatever that is. I don't trust it. And I'm allowed to not trust it. And perhaps there is a place for me to look in regards to me thinking everything's a scam. And perhaps not. And perhaps my intuition exists, you know, somewhere in the middle of me thinking it's a scam and it actually being a scam uh, or a whatever it might be, a a dangerous substance. So there's, again, a lot of nuance and and a lot of more a lot more people are waking up and just being like, wait a minute. But what about this? That's what the nuance is. But what about that? But what about this? Oh, but sometimes this happens. Oh, but sometimes there's that. Oh, but it is mostly safe 97% of the time. But what about the 3% of the 7 billion people that they are seeking to vaccinate on the earth? But what about that? But what about this? And so the nuance happens in the the de- the, the 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 it's in the details of things that we discover the truth. And basically we are being sold a bag of goods and those who say, wait a minute, I think that's a bag of goods are being basically gaslighted. And that's where I see the, I see that as evil energy. I, I just, I just do. And, and I think I am more than willing to do my absolute best to always respect the person in front of me. And I would just ask that the person, if you're ever a person in front of me, in front of me, that you respect me as well. And there's very little conversation and there's a lot of argument. And I attribute a lot of that to the algorithms and social media and Facebook and Twitter and uh, what is terrifyingly depicted in The Social Dilemma, the Netflix documentary, which is, I think I need to rewatch that because it just, everybody's just really turned against each other. People who would normally get along are arguing behind keyboards with one another. If you took those people who are arguing behind keyboards with one another, I guarantee you 90% of them would get along perfectly well if they were to meet um, away from the keyboard. And so, yeah, it's it's an interesting time, and you got to enter into the woo. So there's the dying paradigm being propagated or propelled, or whatever the word is, propagated, same root word, propelled, propagated, by the mainstream media that... Um, the vaccine is the only way and that America is racist and that books are offensive. And these are, this is just, it's all shit and people are believing it. It's just, it's all shit. It's all, it's just like, and, and, and the, the term I appreciate is weaponized empathy. So the empathy, empathy is being weaponized. So in other words, if for whatever reason you don't, go along with Black Lives Matter because perhaps a friend of yours business was fucking burned to the ground in Chicago. That is, and so you don't go along with it. And then people tell you that 
well, your silence is violence. Well, no, my silence isn't violence at all. I'm not speaking up. I'm not, I'm not carrying the BLM flag because I've seen the destruction of the so-called movement on people I know personally. But now you're telling me that I'm being violent when, in fact, I am being silent because there was violence perpetrated on a friend of mine. That that empathy that you feel for the uh, African Americans in America has now been weaponized against me, and that is that's the what I'm always constantly referring to as the Luciferian energy. So weaponized empathy is not empathy at all. If you're telling me if I don't go along with your, if I don't go to your parade that I'm a something or I'm a this or I'm a that or I'm a racist because I'm not at your anti-racist parade, that um, that empathy has been officially weaponized. Uh, meanwhile, I'm literally doing my best not to step on ants in the sidewalk, and I'm putting money in tip jars, and I'm being polite, as are most, being polite to um, the grocery workers and just people in general and doing my best to be a good driver and being observing surf etiquette and all of that, right? So um, it's very, again, it's very interesting, and that's all. all of that stuff is happening inside of what I believe to be a dying paradigm. So, again, enter the Wu, W-O-O, not Wu, Wu-Tang. And it's super cool. I mentioned here a few minutes ago before I went on a tangent that the, the, I pulled off a gangster Wu move. So I, I, um, I saw the price of gasoline. Really, it, it had gone up a lot, and I was all pissed, and I started to go on a rant in my head about it. And then I watched a Cliff High video about entering the Wu and Wu-nomics, and... And he basically said, like, go buy some cryptocurrency, let that cryptocurrency double in value overnight, and then sell that cryptocurrency, and then use that mo- money to pay the fucking government, and you've just completely fucking hijacked the system. <laughs> I was like, that sounds cool. So I saw the uh, I saw the price of gas. I got pissed about it. And then I saw the price of Ethereum on Coinbase. So if you want to start buying crypto and selling crypto, just go to coinbase.com and open up an account. It takes five minutes connected to your bank account, and you can start buying Bitcoin within two minutes or five minutes of having logged on there or signed up. Um, and, and I saw the price of Ethereum, which is kind of Bitcoin's the second best one behind Bitcoin. I saw the price of Ethereum had gone down to about 1200 from 2000 for one token, and that it was moving up, and it was about 1500 So I was like, well, this is running. Ethereum is running, meaning it's going up in value. So I took $1,000. I bought $1,000 worth of, worth of Ethereum. The Ethereum went up in value by like 500 bucks per token, which meant that I made $200 on my purchase of Ethereum, and then I just sold it. And sold it right back in one day, and I pocketed the two. It wasn't two hundred dollars; it was like one hundred twenty dollars. I pocketed, and there's my full tank of gas. And that was cool as fuck. I felt like I completely hijacked the system. I was just like, "Fuck you, fuck you to the map." I'll buy some Ethereum. I'm gonna take the fucking difference uh, between what I bought it for and I sold it for. I'm gonna pay your for your fucking inflationary gas costs. Ha ha! And that was cool as hell. Enter the woo. Join the woo. You can pull this shit off all over the place. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. I love you for tuning in to the Magic Pisces podcast. Bye. Goodbye to you. Goodbye to you. I heard you.